trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord until I Till the going down of the same, we gather in this sacred space, the St. Paul Baptist Church, to give God praise for the life, the light, the love, and the legacy of our dearly departed brother Ronnie Blackman Sr. The songwriter had it correct when those words were penned Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. Yet we find ourselves at this moment dealing with sorrow, questions that only our God can answer. And so I just need for you to just take this moment and can we give God thanks for the life, the light, the love, and the legacy of Brother Ronnie Blackman. (laughs) 
want you to do me this favor if you don't mind bowing your heads for the word of prayer as we seek and sense the presence of the one who is the resurrection and the life in this moment. God, we come and we know you're already here because there's nowhere we can't go where you are not. And yet, God, as we come in this moment, we seek the manifested presence of your glory. God, swell up in this moment. Put your kabod, put your weight, put your glory in this moment. Show yourself mighty and strong through song, scripture, prayer, condolences, tributes, and your word. Have your way, O oh God, as only you can. And we'll give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. It is in the name of the one who is the resurrection and the life, Jesus Christ, we pray. Let every heart that truly believes say, Amen. Come on, let's give God praise. Our brothers, our St. Paul Mel Ensemble is going to bless us with the hymn of the moment because he lives.
Come on, you can do a whole lot better than that. Because he lives, because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Back in 2020, I um, had a severe MS relapse and I was in the hospital about three weeks. One day, I got a text and it came from Brother Ronnie. He said, hello, my dear Dr. Bedwin. This is Ronnie Blackman Sr. checking in on you. I know your phone has been blowing up, so I just wanted to put my words in also. Surrounding you with a blanket of prayers, wishing you a speedy recovery. Psalm 27.1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He said, much love to you. I'm going to tell you something. When someone encourages you with the word of God, it makes what you're going through just a little bit better. So I thank God for Brother Ronnie. I thank God for his life. I thank God that I knew him. And he lived each and every day his life for God. Our Old Testament reading then is Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war may rise against me. In this, I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. May the Lord bless the reading and the hearing of our Old Testament reading. Listen, reading is one thing, but application is certainly another. Our New Testament reading is found in 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. And I want to begin reading there at the 13th verse. And it says, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. Yet she sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus, we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. 
And may these words bring some type of relief to you in the days and in the weeks to come. To this family, I'm lifting this prayer in particular for you, his wife and his sons, grandbabies, <laughs> to these sisters, these nieces. God, we are lifting you up today in prayer. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Lord, we come before you now in the most humble manner that we know how. And God, before we ask you for a thing, God, we really want to say thank you. Thank you, God, for another day. Thank you, Lord, for life, health, and strength. Thank you, Lord, for our lying down last night. But God, thank you for our early arising this morning. For God, when we woke up this morning and we realized that we still have the activity of all of our limbs. Oh God, we couldn't do anything but say thank you. Thank you, Father, that we could still move our hands and we could still move our feet. We could still move our legs. God, we could still see and we could still hear. For that, God, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Father, for being a good God to us. Oh, God, we recognize that we haven't always done what you have asked us to do. But, God, we say thank you. That you look beyond every one of our faults and you saw our need. Oh God, thank you for forgiving us. Thank you, oh God, for cleaning us up and giving us another chance. God, thank you for that. Thank you, oh God, because you have brought us here. You have summoned us here today to honor the life of our dear friend. Oh God, thank you for the life of Brother Ronnie Blackman Sr. Oh God, thank you for the heart that he shared with us. Thank you for the love that he shared with us. Oh God, we say thank you because you lent him to us. Oh God, 65 years. And God, we thank you because he moved about and he served. God, thank you for his service. Thank you for how he helped those who needed help. God, thank you for how he served the men's fellowship. God, thank you in the name of Jesus. Oh God, thank you. We know, oh God, we know, oh God, that you're too good a God to make a mistake. But God, we say right now that our hearts are heavy right now. The hearts of this family are heavy right now. So God, in the name of Jesus, we pray for your peace. We pray, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you would lift, oh God, lift the burden just a little bit today. Oh God, we know that tears are flowing in his place. We know what brother Ronnie meant to this family. We know what he meant to us. And so God, we pray that you would dry up our weeping eyes. Oh God, allow the tears that flow down our faces. God, be tears of joy. Tears of joy because we know that brother Ronnie lived a good life. We know it, oh God. We love him. 
and we know you loved him this. God, thank you for receiving him into your kingdom. Thank you, oh God, because just the other day you called him home. But God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would allow your angels to move about this sanctuary. Oh God, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would sprinkle some peace in this building, some joy. Oh God, joy, unspeakable joy in this building only because of the life of a good man. God, we have joy. Oh God, and we have peace. We have peace because we know that he's now with you. And God, in the name of Jesus, we pray in the days and in the weeks to come that you would be right there by our sides. Oh God, be with us sisters. Oh God, be with them. Wrap your loving arm around them. Catch their tears. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, let them know that they're never alone. They will never, ever walk alone in the days and in the weeks to come. Just like Ronnie used to help them. He used to carry them. God, be their protector. Be their God in the name of Jesus. Be there with them. Show them, oh God, that you are a good God and beside you there is none other. God, as we move through the rest of the service, be with our pastor as he shall preach this eulogy. Stand him up tall, God. Allow his words to be your words. Oh God, speak through him in such a way. Anoint him afresh from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. God, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this day. This day that we honor Brother Ronnie Blackman. God, you get the glory out of everything that is said and done today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you trust and believe the prayer, put your hands together in here. If you trust and believe that God heard the words of this prayer, put your hands together because our men are going to come now and lead us in another selection. To God, we give the glory. Amen.
anybody feel Jesus in this place? Oh, come on. Do you really feel him in this place? I really, really feel and sense the presence of God in this place. We ought to give God some praise one more time for this male chorus. Thank you so much, men. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for each and every one of you who are here. We have arrived now to a time of tributes. I want to invite the following to come to this particular podium. Please receive one of the mics and give your words of tribute. Deacon Ted Pearson will come first. After Deacon Ted Pearson, Tommy Hunt, then Dave Robinson, and finally, Deborah Hill. Please come in that order. And I want you all to be cognizant of the fact that we're asking you to limit your remarks and tributes to two minutes. Listen, I know that's hard, but I want you to give it a good try. Deacon Ted Pearson will come first. Thank you. I'm not lost, Reverend Dr. Monica, and neither am I being disobedient. But as Ronnie would say, if you heard him, he would say, my brother from another mother. That's the love I have for Ronnie. So because of the love that I have for Ronnie, I'm going to yield my minute and 58 seconds to his deacon and confidant, Deacon Reggie Ross. As I first give honor to God and thank him for this opportunity to speak about my dear friend and my dear brother, Ronnie Blackman, I come before you uh, as his deacon that was assigned by the church. And Ronnie never called me Reggie. He always called me my deke. I don't care where we were, it was my deke everywhere we went. And Ronnie had a volunteer heart. Um, he was a part of our men's Sunday school class, Sunday morning life class. And when we would distribute our books over the course of the last two years during the pandemic, we'd have to come here on a Saturday every quarter to distribute the books. And Ronnie always volunteered. Even though he wasn't a teacher, he would always volunteer to come out and help. And as he got out of the car, he would always have those knee pads on as he strutted out to come and help us. And he would do whatever we would ask him to do because that was the kind of spirit that he had. And in our Sunday morning live class, and there are several brothers in here that it's been a virtual class that we've had for the, the last two years. I don't hardly remember a week that Ronnie was not on the call. In fact, the last Sunday that he was alive, Ronnie was on the call. And I look back now, and I'm so grateful and thankful that I asked Ronnie to take us out in prayer. He was always willing to pray. He was always willing to share his stories. And we heard so much, so many wonderful things coming from him. Not that his life was easy, because he did have struggles. He had health struggles that he had gone through. And he would share some of those things with us about what he had gone through. But he was the most positive person that you could have ever met. And I love Ronnie to the family. I loved him. He was just a very special person, and we will definitely miss him here at St. Paul. 
Esther, Scheller, Tammy, family. We love Ronnie. John says, I assure you an hour is coming and is now here. When the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, so also he is granted to the Son to have life in himself. And he has granted him the right to pass judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this because the time is coming when all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good things to the resurrection of life and those who have done wicked things to the resurrection of judgment. The work that Ronnie has done speaks for itself. It's okay. We're all going to pass away. The tragedy of passing is if you don't have a relationship with God, if your soul has nowhere to go, Ronnie's soul is in good hands. Church, I'm going to take you on a journey, so stay with me. Flashback, 1974, Independence Senior High School. There was no male, no female. No faculty member that could outdress Ronnie Blackman. <laughs> There's a word in the English dictionary, and it's called sartorial. And Mr. Black, that means a well-dressed man. Mr. Blackman exemplified, exemplified sartorial splendor. Now, when I was in high school, I didn't use words like sartorial not even splendid. I would get it with my friends and say, hey, Galen, uh, Mr. Blackman, he sure is clean today. <laughs> Mr. Blackman is cleaner than a board of health. So that was the limit of, of, of my vernacular then. Stop, forward wind. The month of December 2016, our group, 74 Pats, which Mr. Blackman was a founding father, Mr. Blackman, our vice president. Mr. Blackman, thoroughly immersed in the process. We decided during a Christmas gala to have a fashion show. Well, Mr. Nate Harris, who is a very sharp individual, challenged Mr. Blackman. Mr. As Mr. Harris went down the aisle, shall I, I'll be honest with you, I got nervous. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Blackman, Mr. Um, uh, Harris was very clean. He strolled down the aisle, came back to the applause of everyone, and it was Mr. Blackman's turn. Mr. Blackman gave me an index card. He said, read this as I rolled, as I strolled down the lane. The index card said, the shirt is designed by, by Christian Desor. The socks, the matching socks, are also by Christian Dior. The pleated pants and the hemline properly display the shoes that are made by blah, blah, blah. 
sartorial splendid. Mr. Blackman won. Mr. Blackman won. But as clean as he was outside, he became cleaner when he fell in love with God. And his cleanliness continued. Forward wine, we're here today, May 7th. 2022. When we leave here today, how dare we not have greater love for our creator, God? How dare we not have greater love for one another? How dare we not have the audacity to forgive? Love and forgiveness, that's what it's about. So, Sheller, Family, in closing, if I could ask Mr. Blackman a question, I would say, Mr. Blackman, your life, particularly the days of the ending of your life, you have lived the cycle of life. What can you tell us? What can you tell me? What can you tell the church? I think he would say, God has spoken, let the church say amen. Good afternoon. Ronnie Blackman was my next door neighbor, and he was also my friend. And I'm here today at the request of the family, and I can tell you that uh, it's an emotional day because of what Ronnie uh, meant to me personally and to my family. Uh, my wife Lisa's here today, and to the family and friends, the entire St. Paul's family, our sincerest condolences for the loss of this great man. And that's exactly what he was. Uh, I was talking with my son. I've got three boys, my wife and I, and my youngest, uh, who Ronnie called Little Robinson. He said, hey, Little Robinson, how you doing? And they had a very special relationship. And I asked Eli this morning, I said, I said, son, uh, what are you going to miss the most about Mr. Blackman? And he said, Dad, I'm going to miss his smooth voice. <laughs> he said, because anytime I was feeling a particular kind of way, I'd just say hello to Mr. Blackman or he'd say hello to me and I could listen to him speak. And he had a radio voice. He had a really cool voice. And although his earthly voice will be no more, his eternal voice and friendship lives on in each of us. My 13-year-old son knows this. And as I was struggling to think about what to say today to keep myself together from an emotional standpoint, and that's what this is all about, and it's okay to be emotional, it is. And I'm going to tell you something else. My wife showed me the obituary. She pointed to it, and she said, you and Ronnie had the same birthday, May 10th. And I'm going to tell you, you know, men don't talk about birthdays, right? And Ronnie and I could have great conversations. And Dr. Redmond, you mentioned something, ma'am, earlier about when he texted you at your lowest point, 
And see, Ronnie knew about the simple things in life, about just being a good friend and a good neighbor. And not overcomplicating things with all kinds of nonsense and drama. He knew about the simple things in life that made it real. And it made it about the human experience. See, Ronnie being in the nuclear field, and I, we, we would sit on my back porch and maybe have a cold beverage or two, and we'd talk about things. And he would say, now, Brother Dave, there's things about my past and my job that I can't talk about. He said, it's just confidential, and I hope you understand that. So if you ask me something, I tell you that I can't talk about it, please understand it's nothing personal. Now, here's this great man with a great mind to work in the nuclear field. I flunked chemistry and <laughs> biology and any kind of science and math. I was in the tank. This man knew it front and back. And when we talked about the complexities of his job and his career, we never lost sight of the fact that even in this, we're talking about nuclear energy, right? The particles of this community, the particles of this life are the how we treat each other on a daily basis. How we talk to each other, how we, what we mean to each other. And when you got a simple friendship and something where you might get a text just like Dr. Redman or he would text me and say, hey, and I have a job, I got to be honest, I got I I a job that I have to be sometimes on the local news. And he would say, hey, Brother D-Rob, I saw you on the news last night. And I would say, Brother Ronnie, did, uh, I hope they got my skinny side. And then we both die laughing because we know I ain't got a skinny side. But he was my next door neighbor. He was also my friend. And I will miss this man. I love this man. Uh, Shella and the family, I'm just so uh, sorry for your loss. And, and I want you to understand the loss is felt within our, uh, in our neighborhood. Our neighbors have all uh, felt that way and, and, and feel the same way. But we love you. Uh, we're always here. And, and we, we just, to the tribute of... Uh, a great man, Mr. Ronnie Blackman. Thank you so much. My subject is Unky. You were so many things to me and my children. You are not only an uncle, but you are a friend, a father to seven nieces, a counselor, a secret keeper, a teacher, an electrician, a general contractor, and our biggest and loudest cheerleader, no matter what the event. You had a lasting impression on everyone you encountered, and you never met a stranger. That became evident at Kayla's volleyball team officially named you the team uncle. And they wanted you at every match during their junior and senior years at NCA. They didn't want to start a game without Uncle Ronnie in the stands, cheering them on. You were loved so much and you will be missed. I don't have to wonder what a life walking with Christ looks like anymore. You left me a very detailed blueprint it is a life where you pray more, study God's word daily, and serve your church and your community, provide for your family, and to stand for right. These last two weeks preparing for your homegoing celebration has shown me that I need to do just that, pray more, 
Be diligent and purposeful when studying the word. Give, serve a little bit more, and more importantly, to look at the glass as half full instead of half empty. Luke 6.38 tells us that the more you give, the more you receive. Because you gave, I am better for it. And even though I wasn't ready, our Heavenly Father was. And he said it was time for you to receive. Take your wings, Unky. Rest and enjoy listening to God tell you, Well done, thy good and faithful servant, until we meet again. Your niece, Tammy Pooh. Come on, you can do a whole lot better than that. Let's thank God for Deacon Ted Pearson and Deacon Reggie Ross, Tommy Hunt, Dave Robinson, and Sister Deborah Hill. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your words of tribute. I love this time in the homegrown celebrations because individuals get to paint a picture of our deceased. And what a beautiful, beautiful picture that was painted of the life of our dear brother, Ronnie Blackman. Would you give God some praise for his life right now? You can do better than that. If he was a friend, colleague, brother, you ought to give God praise for his life. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for being here. You didn't have to stop by here today, but on behalf of this family, I want to say thank you. Whatever you have done to assist them during this time of bereavement, I want to say thank you. If you made a phone call, if you sent a text, like Brother Ronnie B., if you stopped by the house, took some food, whatever you have done to assist them during this time of bereavement, I really, really want to say thank you. Thank you to you. Thank you. We appreciate you. But I want to say this to you. Don't let today be the last day that you make a phone call to them. Don't let today be the last day that you're going to send a text to them or stop by the house. Because my brothers and my sisters, they're going to need you more after today. I'm telling you, really, if you've experienced loss in your own life, you know that after the day of celebration is when the family's going to need you. They're going to need to cry on your shoulder. They're going to need to talk to you. They may even need you to send a text. So please, 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 can we agree that we will continue after today to reach out to this family? Why don't you signify by giving God some praise in this place? Come on, let's give God some praise. And, and please understand that we still will call you. We will call you. We will stop by the house. We will continue to check on you. After the singing of our next selection, the next voice you will hear will be that of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Amen.
Let's give God praise for all that we've witnessed thus far. As far as this wonderful homegoing celebration for our friend, our brother, I come and I reverence the spirit of the resurrected one and ascended one, Jesus Christ, to this family, this widow, and his two sons, to his nieces and nephews and cousins and all others who are come from near and far, I am still in shock. Um, I still remember when I got the text message from Dr. Redman that he had died. I'm still in shock. Before I get started, I'm just going to ask all the men of valor here at St. Paul, if you would not mind standing so that people can see who his brothers were in church. (laughs) To Sister Scheller and to Shedrick and Ronnie Jr., uh, we are praying for you all and with you all during this particular time of loss. The songwriter helps us to understand so poignantly that earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. And yet even at this time, we need healing. Um, I want to thank Dr. Redman for leading us in this worship experience and helping the family get ready for this moment. I want to thank our ushers for being so diligently and faithful on point. Our audio video ministry for providing lift and assistance. And can you help me to celebrate this awesome male chorus for blessing us with their gift of song? Of course, we appreciate Brother Joseph Jones giving lift with his leading the last song. To our medical team that has helped us to navigate this moment. And to all of you, my sisters and brothers in Christ and in creation. I want to, just for a few brief moments, lift up for you from the writing of Hebrews chapter 4. And I want to lift up one verse, verse 9. And it reads like this, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. I want to talk about for a few brief moments, rest for Ronnie Blackman. Rest for Ronnie Blackman. I'm stunned that I'm here. Sixty-five years at my age don't seem too old now. And he would have been 66 next week. I'm still stunned that we are here to lay to rest the earthly remains of our dearly departed brother, Ronnie Blackman. 
I literally had to catch my breath when I got word that he had died. Because just a few days before, he was in our Zoom for our Men of Valor Bible study and meeting. I saw that long as my predecessor, Dr. Greg Moss, called Rat Tail. And Dr. Moss sends his condolences and regard, and he said the only thing he hated he did not get to do was to cut that rat tail. But I think that the Lord will let him into the kingdom with him waving that rat tail. I think that one thing all of us can agree upon is that Brother Blackman was a worker. He worked here at St. Paul in a variety of capacities. He served his church, especially through what we call now our men of valor, the men's ministry. He was kind of like the person in the bookstore for our Bible studies. If you wanted a book, you had to see Ronnie. He was going to get your $15. He worked in the parking lot ministry. Whatever we needed to have done, he did missions work locally and overseas. You find Brother Ronnie Blackman working for the sake of the kingdom. Songwriter said, may the works I've done speak for me. And his works are speaking loud and clear right now to the annals of heaven. Saying, Lord, I want the reward that you have entrusted to my care because I did what you would have for me to do. And yet one thing about work is that when you work real hard, sooner or later, you got to take a rest. And all of humanity is seeking something in which we can find rest. The inquiry of so many who travel across the width and breadth of this thing called time, we are raising this question, who will show us any good thing? Most seek it in the world, in the culture, on our jobs, in our money, in our clothes, our sartorial splendor, but... I'm glad to say that Brother Blackman found something in his relationship with Jesus Christ. Because I would be the first to admit you can have all the money in the world and still be miserable. You can have a house but it not be a home. You, you, you can have clothes to wear but yet have a spirit that is dirty. And I would dare say that many of us have sought the things of this world for comfort and consolation only to find them lacking. But I'm glad that the Bible tells us there is one that will give us rest. And that's why Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me all you who are labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me for my Yoke is easy and my burden is light. Brother Ronnie Blackman learned about what rest in Jesus Christ really looks like. And I would dare say that the rest that our God gives, there is nothing in this world that can compare. And it's more than what recipients once possessed, but it's not complete on this side. The rest I'm talking about comes when you lay your head down for the final time on this side. There remaineth the rest for, for the people of God. What, what does this rest look like? We often think that rest is really a 
secession from labor. You've been working all your life and you've been toiling all your life and you're looking for a place where you can get some rest. But the word rest here does not denote just a Sabbath rest. The rest that I'm talking about denotes a rest of you being fully recharged to engage in basking in the glory of God forever and ever. This is not just a state of relaxation. This is a state of resurrection. Oftentimes we have read in the Bible where you and I ought to get rest as far as our reality is concerned because even God rested on the seventh day. And the Jews were accustomed to what is called Sabbath rest. That they would work for six days and on the seventh day they would rest. But I'm not talking about that kind of rest. The rest that I'm talking about comes from when you know who God is in the pardon of your sins. And you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And when you have to make up a dying bed, you know that sooner or later there's an alarm clock from heaven that will wake you up again. What, what, what does this rest look like? I want to suggest that this rest is, first of all, rest from your sins. Oh yeah, Brother Blackman was saved, but he still, every now and then, messed up. But now, he ain't ever got to worry about sin again. Because when you die in Jesus Christ, God, when he let his son Jesus die on that hill called Calvary, took care of all of our sins. I want to dare say that those that don't know who Christ is in the pardon of their sins, they can't have this kind of rest. But oh, when you've done the work of the master, when you've loved God with all your heart, when you've served God with diligence and duty, that one day he's going to say, I will free you from dealing with sin. You ain't ever got to worry about being defiled anymore. But not only is it a rest from your sins, but it's also a rest from sorrow. Oh my God, brother, 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 brother Blackman had his moments of sorrow. He had his heart broken. He had people he thought he could trust to turn their backs on him. He had folks that he thought he could depend on not show up for him. But he ain't ever got to worry about that again. Because when you die in Jesus Christ, you are removed from the troubles of this world. I want you to understand that his rest from sorrow means now he can bask in the, the eternal glory of our God. That's what the gospel of Jesus Christ is all about. That, that now that he has rest from his sorrow, he can worship Jesus Christ forever and ever and ever. And he can work for God without ever getting tired again. But y'all also, not only is it a rest from sin and not only is it a rest from his sorrow, but it's a rest from sickness. We, we are here today because our brother was sick. He had to deal with diabetes. And he and I oftentimes talked about the medicine we were taking for our diabetes. He had to deal with diabetes. But now he doesn't have to worry about diabetes no more. He doesn't have to worry about the potential for a stroke anymore. He doesn't have to worry about having a heart attack anymore. Why? Because there's no more sickness over yonder. That God has given him a glorified body. And in that glorified body, he can praise God forever and ever. That body where there's no more sickness and no more cancer and no more diabetes. None of the world's issues can touch that body. When, when is this rest? I want you to know this rest 
ain't for this time. This rest is for eternity. I don't know about y'all, but I woke up this morning to trouble. Woke up this morning to getting text messages from folks that were getting on my reserve nerve. Uh, the rest I'm talking about is, is, is not for this time because many of y'all know that when you wake up, you always got to deal with something. But oh, when you die in Jesus, you ain't got to worry about dealing with the troubles and trials and temptations of this world. When you die in Jesus, you are basking in the glory of our God forever and ever. Until then, you and I cannot enjoy this type of rest. It is only for those who know who Christ is in the pardon of their sin. And when they go to sleep, they are awakened by the alarm clock of eternity that allows for them to be able to say, I yield, I yield, and I bask in the glory of God. But, but well, who is this rest for? It ain't for everybody. Because some folks, when they die, ain't going to rest. Some folks, when they die... Ain't gonna spend eternity basking in the glory of God, but 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 I think I can say without a shadow of a doubt that we we have a brother this morning uh, that knew Jesus Christ in the pardon of his sin. This rest is for a peculiar people. Uh, this rest is for those that are part of a chosen generation. This rest is, is for those that are part of that, that, that family of God that claim God is their father and Jesus is their brother and the Holy Ghost is their comforter and their guide. Uh, bro, bro, brother Ronnie Blackman, uh, one thing that I like about him, he'll be the first to me. He said, I ain't perfect, but I thank God that I'm not what I used to be. Uh, uh, he, he, he would testify, I, I, I may not have it all together, but I thank God I'm not where I used to be. And, and, and so for brother Ronnie, he knows what this eternal rest looks like. Uh, he understands that because he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, not only does he have a hope to be able to bask in the glory of God, but now it is a working reality. Oh, I want to say to this family, weeping may endure for a night, but hallelujah, joy will come in the morning. And how do you know that joy will come in the morning? Because we sing of those songs that when we reach the golden shore, that we'll be able to bask in the glory of our God forever and ever. Yeah, he may have had some troubles and trials and temptations and turmoils down here. But now he ain't got to worry about that stuff over there. Why is that? Because even though some folks may try to bring up his past against him. Because he knew who Jesus Christ is. That stuff don't even matter. Uh, I'm, I'm, I know I'm at a funeral and, and I'm trying not to get all happy and get all shouty and get all black churchy and get all, uh, uh, and somebody would say uncouth, but, but my Mississippi is trying to slip out. And, 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 and I'm glad, I'm glad that I knew Brother Ronnie Blackman. Because Brother Ronnie Blackman at times encouraged me when I felt like giving up. He had that smooth voice of being able to say, lift up your head. Everything is going to be all right. But church, the reason why I can give God praise is because now 
Ronnie Blackman has his rest. The rest that he has uh, is not accompanied by an alarm clock on this side of town. The rest that he has uh, does not predicate itself upon the sleep of this world. The rest he has uh, is not based upon the fact of somebody going to shake him and wake him up. I'm here to let you know that the rest he has. Yes, sir. It's predicated upon the fact that some years ago in his past, he came to Jesus just as he was. He was weary, worn, and sad. But he found in him a resting place. And he has made him glad. Good morning, Brother Ronnie Blackman. We'll see you on the other side. But before I go and close this sermon, do I have anybody else in the house that know about the Jesus that gave Ronnie Blackman his rest? When you know who Jesus is in the pardon of your sin... Yes, you're going to cry because he's no longer here. Yes, you're going to have tears because he's no longer here. But when you know who he is in the pardon of your sin, you can lift up holy hands and give God praise and tell the Lord, thank you for Brother Ronnie Blackman. I'm closing y'all. May the Lord bless you real good. But do I have anybody in the house that ain't afraid to give God praise? Thank you, Brother Ronnie Blackman, for your encouraging words. Thank you, Brother Ronnie Blackman, for your service to the St. Paul Church. Thank you, Brother Ronnie Blackman, for being a husband and a friend. Thank you, Brother Ronnie Blackman, for being a daddy and a granddaddy. Thank you, Brother Ronnie Blackman, for all that you have done. Now take your rest in our Lord. Get your crown and give him praise. I'll see y'all later. May the Lord bless you real good. But I got one more thing that I need to ask those that are here. Ain't he able to lift up a bowed down head? Ain't he able to wipe tears from your eyes? Ain't he able to guide your withering steps? Ain't he able to lift up a bowed down head? So if you ain't too mean and you ain't too scared, can you lift up your hands and give God praise for the life and the light and the love and the legacy of Brother Ronnie Blackman. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, what a word. What a word we have heard this afternoon. Come on, let's give God some praise right now. Come on, one more time. Let's give God some praise in here. As our funeral directors are coming to God, we give the glory. Great things he has done. What a word we have heard. And we are going to turn these services back over to Dr. Scott. And he's going to lead us. Um, God is great and greatly to be praised. Can we give God praise for our brother who is no longer here spiritually? As we prepare to go to last mile of the way, can, I want to do the committal here, if I could, uh, because I got some other things that I have to do today.
that will not permit me to go the last mile of the way. I'm going to ask at this time as we prepare to do the committal here that those persons that will be serving as pallbearers, if you will come at this time to my right, your left, persons that will be serving as pallbearers. We're also going to ask that the Masonic Order would come. Or stand and just stay over on that side and you'll process out with us. Persons that will be serving as flower bearers, if you would come. If you can help us. heads bowed and all eyes closed God we come at this moment and we thank you for the life of brother Ronnie Blackman Sr. He's commended to your eternal care we thank you for his life of service and love through the St. Paul Church now God we pray that you will continue to allow for him to bask in your rest until those of us who know you in the pardon of our sins join him and be able to worship you in spirit and in truth. For this family, continue to bind them together in strength, love, and unity that one cannot fall without the other. Allow for them to lean and depend upon each other and as they do that, they are leaning and depending upon you. And God, anything that the St. Paul Church or others that can do to demonstrate your compassion and grace to this family. Empower us to do that even now. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. As it hath pleased almighty and wise God to take out this world, the soul of our deceased brother, Ronnie Blackman. We therefore commit this body to the ground, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, and dust to dust, looking for the day of the general resurrection. And the earth and the sea shall give up his dead. And that which is corrupt shall put on incorruption. And that which is mortal shall put on immortality. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Right, blessed are they who die in the Lord, for they shall rest from their labors. Amen. We're going to ask that everyone with the exception of the family, if you would stand at this time. Sonic order will govern themselves accordingly as far as these last rites are concerned. Let's process out. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. 
one thing that I desired, Lord, that I would seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. I'm free. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Thank he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, but thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies, and thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said, how do we know where you're going? And who will show us the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except 